1: Matters keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix
2: 103.7. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreit and today I am joined by Michelle Landcedo and you are running for one of the six Ward 1 council seats. I guess I'll just let you introduce yourself, maybe kind of say where you're from, are you born and raised, did you move here, and you can. Just just kind of take it away
3: sure Uh, thank you for the opportunity I am running for a number of reasons but I guess a small piece of who I am Um, I was born and raised in Alberta but I spent the first 19 years of my life in medicine Hat, and then I came to Fort McMurray when I was 20 so in terms of like was I born and raised here absolutely not however I am almost at 50% of my life being spent in Fort McMurray so um love it here, raised my son here, he's now 19 and off living his own life. Um, my husband is also here. They both came up in 2010. I've been here since 2006. Um, I work in industry, I'm very active in the community, I've been involved in, I would say most big events since about 2011, uh, graduated leadership with Buffalo. So. Um, really kind of got my start in community leadership in that space, um, and I don't plan on going anywhere for a while, so um, I would say that now's a, now's a good time to step up.
2: And then, so what made you want to run? Why are you running?
3: It's kind of a difficult question to answer because I think there's a lot of things that spur a person into it. So I've got one camp um, on one side saying like, oh, it's about time, like this was an inevitability. Um, and on the other side say like are you a lunatic like what are you doing um and i would say i live somewhere in the middle of that space um but for me um i've always felt compelled to to find an opportunity to influence the lives of the people around me Um, and whether that's through leadership or through participation i've always really sought those opportunities Um, with the current election space and the people that announced early on that they were not going to be rerunning. Um, I recognized that there was a high likelihood for a gap in representation um, in terms of some of the critical skills of objectivity and and preparedness. Um, And so I I was concerned about that, Um, although I will say there's a a phenomenal host of candidates at this point. Um, But that was another catalyst, I think, for me to kind of look at stepping up and then Ultimately, you know, it's probably not the right time. I'm not sure if there's ever a right time for politics, um, particularly for women in politics. But in terms of what's going on in my life right now, it's probably the best time. So here we go.
2: And then what about your platform? Why should people vote for you?
3: You know, I think that the community as a whole is going to hear a lot of repeated messages because I think, ultimately there's a really shared vision and a shared goal for for where this community needs to go and it's really around um, you know quality of life for the people who have already chosen to be here Um, for me i think the reason you should vote for me is because i have a proven track record of leadership in this community Um, and i am very well known to be somebody who gets things done so um, i'm a fierce advocate for the things that i care about and and i would bring that to the table Um, but i'm also particularly skilled in in objectivity and and some of those principles of logic that sometimes are so missed at the grassroots level. Um, and in terms of the things that are important to me, it's it's really around a lot of the things that are in flight right now make a lot of sense for this community. Um, I am incredibly passionate about the social profit sector. Uh, I'm incredibly passionate about the communities who are already making up our urban core or downtown core. Um the lower townsite people that I had the opportunity to meet when I was supporting on the twenty twenty flood on the front line um, just really spoke to me and and probably was the jumping off point to me really thinking about a life in in public service. Um, and i'm I'm ready, you know i'm I'm ready to take this forward and I'm ready to um, bring all of the skills that I've gained with you know fourteen years in industry and then leadership opportunities to the table for the people so.
2: And then any, any final touching words that we haven't uh, uh, touched on here that you want to get out to anyone that's maybe on the fence of who they're going to vote for?
3: I really feel is an important message for the community right now is now is the time to have your voice at the municipal level. The voter um, participation and your ability to influence your life and the quality of life around you is so critical at the municipal level. And I hope that 22 candidates is also a, like, buzz of municipal participation within the community as a whole. What I would say is um, get out and vote, and I genuinely think that I am, am a great candidate for you. I feel like I'm going to bring a lot of opportunity, a lot of skill, a lot of um, authenticity to the to the table, to the horseshoe. Um, but if I'm not your candidate, just pick somebody, like have a candidate and and do your research and get to know the people. Um, and advocate for yourself.
2: Uh, very quickly, Michelle, where can people find you and your platform online if they want to look more into you?
3: Yeah, so I have a Facebook page and an Instagram page, social media, obviously. Um, so it's just Michelle Landseidel for Ward One Council. Um, but I also have a website. It's uh, Landseidel, L-A-N-D-S-I-E-D-E-L four, the numeric four, Y-M-M um, dot C-A.
2: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining me today and best of luck in the future.
3: Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Going to take our first break, but
2: we'll be right back with another person running for Ward 1 Council.
1: We will return a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mixed 103.7. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mixed
2: 103.7. Hey, it's Sean Kreitz, and we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. Time for part 2 of our Ward 1 Council episode and this time we have Jonathan Higdon on the line. Jonathan, why don't you introduce yourself?
4: Well, uh, my name is Jonathan Higdon, and I'm running for uh, Ward 1 here in Fort Mac. Um, been here 17 years. I have four daughters of my own, uh, seven, five, four, and three. Uh, so three of them are currently in school. Uh, the other ones starting next year. So i uh, been around for a little bit. My wife has a small business here, uh, and my parents also have a business uh, locally as well. Um, basically wanted to um, run for counseling essentially because I'm looking towards my kids future um, at the end of the day uh, small families are the future of the region uh, as well as young adults and, and if we don't uh, invest um, currently uh, in that direction to, to keep people here and to incentivize small families to be here. Uh, the future looks fairly glim. So um, my, my entire purpose for running is, is with my, my kids in mind. And, and, you know, eventually someday when they're older and they have their own kids, I would love to see them be here uh, for generations to come. I would love to see Fort McMurray uh, kind of afford them the same opportunities it gave me and my family when we first moved here in uh, 2000. Uh, end of 2004. Um, You know, we, we, we came from a, a rough time in New Brunswick where, you know, it wasn't the greatest economy. Um, But now, you know, because of Fort McMurray, they, they have a successful business. Um, I've been kind of brought up through that and, and helped with that in a lot of ways. And then now I'm married and my wife has a small business. I have a a media business on the side. Um, And because of, of what Fort McMurray has done for me, I want to see a better future for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and through that, um, kind of my my platform is shaped around anything that we can possibly do to help young families. So uh, obviously reducing fly in fly out and people are obviously tired of hearing that um, with with just how things have went uh, in the past in those conversations. And, and I don't see a future of eliminating it. I I think we can be reasonable. I think it's always gonna be here in some facet or form. Um, but I think there's a way that we can definitely limit it to keep some of the funds here in the city. As we know, if people are making money here and spending it elsewhere, um, we're gonna have difficulty uh, funding infrastructure, uh, community programs, supports, things that we need here. Um, so So limiting that as much as we can while working with an open mind, um, I think we can't just go in saying we need this to stop. We need to actually have a better plan um, and be a little more open to what companies have to say, what the government of Alberta has to say, and really come together in a collaborative effort to kind of reduce some of those areas. Uh, Another thing, uh, I think community investment's a big thing. Um, People need a reason to stay somewhere. Um, You want people to see the benefits of Fort McMurray. So instead of investing a ton of money into, let's say five projects, let's diversify and invest smaller amounts into more, right? And I think, you know, year over year we see a lot of the same programs receiving funding, and I and I don't have a complaint. You know, a lot of those programs are deserving of, but we don't see a lot of expansion. So I would like to see a little bit more offered um, for for youth, children, families. And then at the end of the day, this is an expensive place to be. Um, and we, we see small businesses closing left, right, and center. Um, and that's concerning to me being a business owner. Um, luckily for me, everything's done kind of from my house. So I've eliminated some of those expenses, but my parents in specific, like knowing what their rent cost is and, and sitting there with other business owners in this region and just understanding more of what they're paying it's impossible to be successful when you're brand new. Your first five years are really what's going to tell you where you're going to be, right? And and we see uh, things in other other cities like Edmonton and Calgary where there's municipal funded facilities designed to. Um, assist new businesses and small businesses to gain revenue on the front half. And then once that three year contract is over, uh, the the, re- the city essentially increased the rent by a certain percentage every year after the three years. But it kind of front loads uh, the ability to make revenue where it's most important. And that's your first, within that first three to five year gap. Uh, and I think we can do a better job there of kind of just being, um, more interactive with our business owners and, and seeing some of those programs through and, and just try to help where we can if we want to see a better future.
2: Incredible. Um, just the whole layout right there. Uh, if people want to find more about yourself and maybe want to research more into what you just said, uh, where can they go for that? Anywhere?
4: Yeah, so on Facebook, uh, we have a Facebook page, which just Vote Jonathan. Hyphen Ward One Council or dash, whichever way you want to say it. Uh, we've got a Facebook page there, and as well as the website at votehigdon.com, and that's vote and then H-I-G-D-O-N.com, and and there you can find out more about me. Contact. Um, I'd love to sit down with anyone if you have any questions or want to grab coffee and chat. So
2: awesome and all your contact info is on there anything else uh we didn't touch on today or i guess you didn't touch on you were incredible just uh one question bang knocked it out uh anything else you want to touch on maybe sway some voters before they uh hit the ballots
4: just remember honestly You know, this is your family and it's your future and it's your city. So so vote according to what matters to you. I'm not I'm not going to get on here and say you have to vote for me. I want ideally we want a collaborative council that really diversely represents the entire region. So if you want if you identify with someone like me who owns a small business, who has small kids, then vote for someone that represents you well, like myself. If you're looking for someone that that represents other areas in your life that you want represented, then find a candidate that suits your need, right? And I think that's most important. We can get on here and say, hey, vote for me. And, And don't get me wrong, I appreciate everything, but definitely try to find someone that really aligns with what you wanna see done in the region. And that way we can come together in one room and have a diverse group with all the same goal of making this place better.
2: Very nice. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining me today. Best of luck in the future.
4: No problem. Thank you very much.
2: Going to take our final break, but when we come back with Fort McMurray Matters, we have one more person running for Ward 1 Council that will be on the show.
1: We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker, Fort McMurray Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mixed 103.7. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker, Fort McMurray Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics
2: on Mixed 103.7. Hey, it's Sean Grates, and we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. Time for part three of our three-part episode today on Fort McMurray Matters, where we have three people running for Ward 1 Council. On last and final guest, Dogar. Dogar, why don't you tell us about yourself?
0: Yes, uh, Dogar. Uh, how much you is my name? I'm in this community for the last, uh, I think, 17 years, and 2006 I came here. Uh, I started trucking business. Uh, I rose trucking business to six trucks of gravel hired few people also, gave them job also. Uh, but in 2009, 10, and then it started declining because of oil recession and uh, some my health problems. Mm. So the, ultimately, now we have only two trucks, uh, one with my son and one with myself. And uh, there's a very shortage of uh, jobs here. We are mainly working on highway. Um, now I'm in Fort Mac in my house. Sometime I go to uh, Toronto, USA, highway trucking sightseeing, probably, and my son works in Edmonton too. Apart from this, I started community work works in 2009, Vaughan Jessam, he was the uh, constituency assistant of Guy Butler, um, with his consultation advice, I went to started going to senior center, Golden Year Society, started helping people, meeting them, greeting them, and uh, I felt uh, a great pleasure, great honor to serve the seniors. Seniors, I feel, are the jewel of the any community. They spend their lifetime in it, and uh, surely if you respect or love them, and they are the representatives uh, of the community. It means you are loving the entire community, and I also started going to other community in a, a Um, like Summer Games 2015, like uh, Terry Fox Walk uh, and a few others also. Wherever there was a event, if I had a time other than my business, I had been attending, I had been going to the municipality also on council meetings. Uh, I had been going to the council, contributing, and particularly after 2015 fire and uh, in the rehabilitation process in uh, 2015 fire, I played a role uh, which elderly people or senior people, uh, senior what I mean is the elderly people who are experienced role and that is I put my family in Edmonton on the evacuation day, next day I came back to help first responders, I feel that responsible people should be at the tail to help people. Uh, I was not permitted to get into the town because of the security reason. Then I fell to Lakhlavich uh, camp with uh, Mayor Lakhlavich Umar Malgambi and uh, MP David Yadga had also office. I made myself part of that office, started working people, helping people 24 hours. Uh, MP and his family uh, staff work during day. I was also um, there in the office during night. I was on duty. So that uh, was for three or four days. Then for one day I was in Edmonton to help people and later on I went to Calgary to share the problems, share the feelings and before and after the fire, I gave my house a website since the fire was on the south side. My house was in the north. My basement was available. A family to before the fire and a family after the fire availed the opportunity of being my guest. They were treated like our traditional background with all the food and facilities. And also in the reception centers, while coming back, I went camp to camp. And there was a, in Abraham land, there was a camp established. I had been going there for about four weeks in in intervals and playing with the children, sharing their feelings, sorrows. Also, uh, what all I could do, I did it. And that is the way the responsible people should contribute so uh, the idea is uh, i participated in uh, 2010 uh, municipal election i got 1600 votes that was a great encouragement uh, from the community side that a new man i was new almost uh, for 5 years that time being recommended uh, endorsed by 1600 people and thereafter i was more active in the community started uh, on events like canada day is a very special event or Christmas in back home country would never celebrated Christmas because of my culture and but here I started uh, celebrating with the people because it was a neighborhood in the best function in going to the people, going to my neighborhood. And I felt you love your community. You love your neighborhood. Surely you'll uh, get a response back. Uh, I tell you an interesting uh, small incident to start with. I invited my guest into my new house in 300 Buzier and about 25, 30 people. My guests were there and the parking was wrong. My neighborhood, they called bylaw. I was warned few tickets also. And a time came, I had so good relations with my neighbors that he started cleaning my, in the common uh, grass uh, field, which is common to both. And now lately, the lady Shiri, uh, she gave an offer to my daughter-in-law that if you are away and you uh, some babysitting voluntarily has to be done, I'll do it. So you love others. And the love is reciprocated. So with this principle, I've been doing it. I got a lot of love. And the last election, in 2017, I got 3,276 votes. Mm-hmm. This was a great achievement for me. And I feel that you love people. People start giving you double the love. So my family is also respected. They have also lately, now I tell you, in 2015, fire, I was recognized and I was awarded as Heroes of Fire, the medal by Mayor Melissa Blake. Then uh, in 2018, Mayor Toast by Don Scott, the champions of town a great achievement for me. And meanwhile- That's
1: the end of another edition of Fort McMurray
4: Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at Mix1037FM.com.
1: Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics. On Mix103.7.